men like you are my specialty, you know? Men of violence. Now that's a hell of an assumption to make. No assumption, no, not at all. You misunderstand me. I said, you are men of violence. I'm not accusing you of being violent men. That's quite different. Now please, please, edify us, Doctor. You both served overseas, huh? It's not much of a stretch, Doc. For all you know, we're both paper pushers over there. No, you are not. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the aged ogre rot. Get it? It's an anagram for greater good. Oh, man, that's perfect. <laughs> that's great. Why did well my... Done. Why did my intro cut out so awkwardly? That was weird. Yeah, that was quick. That's, I don't understand that. that. Really quick. Well, it's, it's the normal audio file I've been using for a while. Yeah. Okay, well, that was awkward. All right, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're off to a good start. This is episode 343. <laughs> I, you know what? We, we need to go back and pause there for a second. I, I, I jumped ahead because of the audio. That was a really good anagram, Sam. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, you like that one? Yeah. Thank you. No, that yeah. was good. I, I yeah. so aged aged ogre rot, greater good. That's great, aged ogre rot. I kind of want that to be the title of the episode, but I mean, I feel like <laughs> only thirty yeah. seconds in. I don't know. I, we, should, <laughs> we should wait we, to we, see. Do, what, we, do we blow the, the 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 surprise too early with the? I don't know. Is um, this going to get any that? better? Is it all downhill from this? <laughs> no, point? it's it's always yeah. downhill. From yeah, pretty place. much. The intro is the highlight <laughs> of the show. The. <laughs> The music that will eventually get us kicked off the internet. Um, yep. This is episode 343, and today we're talking about Shutter Island. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess that is that kind of shutter. I never thought about it that way, but yeah. you're right. I am Sean Allred. And do you think that's why they named it that? Like the guy that found it got there and like did a shutter shiver kind of a thing and is like, that's what I shall call this place, Shutter it's, Island. It's kind of cold and, yeah, yeah. cold, desolate. Yeah, it's yeah. probably, yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, I, I, w- I want to go to like Tequila Island or, uh, you know, I, if I'm going to be sent to an insane asylum, it, it better be, you know, Sunshine and Roses Island. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, can we can we go to Naked Girl uh, Island? Is that a thing? Well, maybe that maybe that we don't want that. I don't know. Uh, no. I'm Sean Allred and joining me tonight is unfortunately not Andrew Jemison. He has real world uh, things happening and is unavailable. So oh, school, for goodness sake, I yeah. don't blame him. Yeah, the Poor guys, kid. the guys working on his masters and it's kicking his butt right now. So uh, the best of luck to him. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, but we will trudge on, nevertheless. So with me, as you hear, of course, is Sam. Now I see why Warshak wore a mask. Vector. <laughs> exactly, but it's it was all uh, it was all his fault, right? It wasn't Warshak's fault. It was all his fault. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Warshak Sean. seems like the kind of guy that would beat himself up just to get, I don't know, for a reason. To get the bad guy. Yeah, something. I don't know. Uh, Sean, uh, for this movie, I'd probably, uh, 
I'd push you off the cliff, mm -hmm. right? But um, I don't think I'd make you land on the rocks. I would just paint an outline on the rocks and then watch you drown um, in the water. So that's that's kind of how that would work. Okay, that's weird, but sure. All right, yeah. Not yeah. one of your, not one of your more creative, you know, deaths for me. But that's fine. I'm okay with that. No, you don't think so? Mm, no. How else would I do it in this one, right? A I mean, lobotomy. I don't know. Can... Lobotomy? No, that's too easy. Oh. That's just... <laughs> too easy. Pushing me yeah. off rocks is not exactly hard. Or push me well, off a yeah. cliff. Push you off a cliff. Well, but you drown instead of hit the rocks, right? Yeah, drowning it's in freezing cold ties into main water. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, this has gotten weird. And jo joining us, <laughs> making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut is Ricky D. How did they fake the hurricane debris from Best Flicks with Ricky D? Hello. Hey, Ricky. That's, uh hurricane debris i uh, don't know how you fake that i mean although because it was this movie did have some really bad fake moments uh if we go to like where leonardo dicaprio and the like prison warden yeah. were in that car scene that was Dude. one of the worst car ride scenes i've ever seen yeah <laughs> it was it was bad i'm i'm watching it on my on my 65 inch tv and you know the the inter interstitial inner stitching. What's the word I'm looking for, Sam? The, the obviously the green screen. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they were just put on a couple of stools in front of a green screen. Yeah, <laughs> and then they like were there just kind of no like, exterior of the car, just kind of bouncing around. Yeah, it it, it made yeah. me wonder if any of it was. I don't know. It just maybe it's supposed to make you think that it's not real or something. I don't know. Oh, was, there you I go. Could, it was a directorial choice. No. Because Scorsese in a, in a movie kind of where you don't know what is real and what isn't, yeah. All of a sudden, you're you're pulled from the movie with a a scene that doesn't look real, yeah. But with a guy who I believe is real and a conversation that feels like he would a conversation he would have, yeah. I I also feel like he was so wasted. Was that now? If if I'm thinking of the same scene, this is where he asked about biting the eye out of his head, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like that was a wasted character. Like, you're going to get that guy to say words. I want him to say more words. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of characters in this movie, though. There are. A lot of a lot of uh, threads that were pulled that uh, some didn't quite make up. You know, there, we call it the Hopping Man. And, and there was, I don't know if there really was a Hopping Man in here, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of different characters that he interacted with that were kind of, uh, fly by night. Well, I I kind of took the hopping man trope, and Ricky, if you're confused about what that means, um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've explained it okay. the last three times we've had guests. Um, yeah, go watch Dark Man. Um, if uh, I would say it was the guy what met them at the beginning of the movie, uh, Carol, what's his name? Um, his real name? Baskins. Carol Baskins <laughs> killed him dead. <laughs> Uh, John Carroll Lynch. We saw him in the trial of the Chicago Seven. He was the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he was there, and then they they find him in the cemetery, and then he's gone forever. And then the next person, well, he's kind of well. I believe he he picked up uh, DiCaprio at some point in the car. He says, "I've been looking for you." Right? right. That was in the rain in the cemetery when they were hiding it yeah. from the storm. And then he yeah. says, "Get dried off. Go change." 
So, which means that even he knew that his delusion was reigning. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're getting too far ahead. Let's we're gonna back yeah. it up first. We're watching Shutter Island, 2010's Shutter Island, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, according Kate Winslet. Uh, she's not in this. Um, Sir, oh, Bing, Sir Ben Ben Kingsley, Max von Sydow, Michelle Williams. Emily Mortimer, who I know from uh, the newsroom. Newsweek? Or newsroom, yeah. And Ted Levine, it's Levine, however you pronounce it. He was the guy, with, he's the, put the bunny, not the bunny, he's uh, put the lotion in the bucket or whatever. He's, oh. that, he's that guy. Buffalo yeah. Bill? Buffalo yeah, it's Bill. Buffalo yeah. Bill, thank you. And uh, I know him mostly actually from the TV show Monk. That's where I know him from. I love Monk. Yeah, that's a good show. <laughs> Um, 2010s, like I said, Martin Scorsese, uh, directed this, says, says, I don't know. There's it's ease score. Sessy. Sazy. You say Sazy. Sazy. I say Sazy. You get names wrong. You get names wrong all the time. Who who are you to say? You just said that Kate Winslet was in this movie. Sorkazy. Okay. Martin Scorsese. Sazy. I'm going to say that the other way because I think it's, I think my way's more. He's gonna he's gonna send some some Boston mafia guys into your uh, into your house to to knock you up. <laughs> to, I would be honored to have <laughs> to a knock me up. By Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I don't think they can knock me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the different thing is what you're trying to say. Oh, is it okay? Maybe yeah. uh, my my vernacular is maybe wrong. That's that. all right. I'll Martin Martin Scorsese. I'll say it like you guys yes. do. Uh, directed this and. Uh, once again, he's paired up with uh, DiCaprio, and they made a fine film. Or they did, or I I think so. Um, what is Shutter Island? Well, I will tell you because Andrew is not here to do so. In 1954, a U.S. marshal investigates the disappearance of a murderer who escaped from a hospital for the criminally insane. Well, yeah, so. Doesn't, I actually uh, doesn't let anything yeah, loose that I, doesn't need to be loose. Yeah, I I appreciate that the IMDb person whoever wrote that knew that that not to spoil stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, so had either Ricky, you picked this movie uh, because we were supposed to do Molly's game and it got pulled. I think literally like last week. So, had you seen this before? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, it's been a while, probably since 2012-ish, but I did take a class on Martin Scorsese where we watched all of his movies. Oh, so, wow. Oh, cool. You took a class on, on just him? And, yep. Was it a long class? Uh, yeah, it was pretty long. <laughs> uh, it was a film class. Were there <laughs> that it, would rats just randomly come in and out of the, uh, the, of the classroom? Uh, no, it... It went through the course of an entire semester, mm, so all that time yeah. kind of spread out. Well, interesting. That that would be an interesting one, to, especially from did it did it chronologically? Did you watch the movies? Yep, oh, okay. we started yeah. out uh, like uh, what were his really old movies? Uh, not raging. Um, oh, way before that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working on yeah. it here. Let's see. So some of his first things are my brain. See short short. Who's knocking at my door? Let's see. Boxcar Alice Bertha. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Boxcar Bertha. Yep. Taxi driver. 
Raging Bull. See, I've seen almost none of these. The Last Temptation of Christ. Goodfellas. Casino. I think that one's next. Yeah, Cape Fear. I didn't know he did Cape Fear. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Casino. Kundun, whatever that is. Uh, Kundun. Kundun. That was a Kundun. movie about a monk. No oh, neat. Very oh. interesting. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, I've seen the poster for this. I recognize this thing. It's one of those. I didn't realize uh, Taxi Driver was so early on in his his uh, directorial debuts. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that IMDb wanted me to know that he's five foot three. That's interesting. <laughs> Not a tall man. He's directed sixty three credits. That's crazy. Uh, he's working on something now called "The Devil in the White City," uh, "Killers of the Flower Moon," untitled David jo- Johansson. New York Dolls documentary, an afternoon with SCTV, uh, and all starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, probably. yeah, and something <laughs> called Roosevelt. He's doing a looks like it's a biopic on Roosevelt, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> He's the only person on the cast. It's just announced he's going to be Theodore Roosevelt. It's probably just assumed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Uh, yeah, The Irishman, which I did not see because, well, it's long. You know, I just the length of his movies always get to me. I just I, and they're all good. Sorry, that's the dog attacking me. Um, they're all good, but they're just. I don't Somebody needs to make a guide where they break down every Martin Scorsese film into like a two or a three parts. Yeah, and just give you like clear points where yeah. you should go. All right. Watch this much for the first night, and then yeah. put it away. Get it out it's back out like the next night. The Snyder Cut, right? Where it's in chapters. I, I would, I would like that. Where it's all in mm-hmm. chapters, and and I could come enjoy it more, knowing that it's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to age ten years while I'm watching it. It's really interesting how we view like our media, right? Like if I said, "Hey Sam, won't you come over and we're going to watch." Five uh, hours of Game of Thrones. Well, that's a good example. If I said to Sam, "We're going to watch five hours. We're going to watch. We're going to binge all of season one of Game of Thrones," you would be all over that. It's, that's ten hours. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if I said, "Or we're going to binge watch The Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman, and Gangs of New York," oh. you <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> but uh, well, I love. Oh, well, I love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I, I enjoy New York. Yeah, that, that I actually film. did like that. Too. Gangs again. It's it's just it, it's a lot of tough stuff. You know, at least I don't I don't want to say there's humor in Wolf of Wall Street, but it's funny in times. Yeah. Right? Oh, gangs. Yeah. Gangs is just it's brutal, devoid of right? hope and joy. Films are all just brutal. They're just yeah. they're 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 deep and tough and <laughs> and you got to think. You know, these aren't brainless stuff that he's making. I think that's probably why he did Hugo, just to kind of, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to help counterbalance, because the next movie he did would be Wolf of Wall Street. So Wolf. he's like, well, I need yep. to earn some credit before I delve back into hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Sam, let's go ahead and do a five-word review. Sure. I've actually got a couple All right. here. Um. And uh, my, I've got three, actually. And I'm going to start off with Jaws, but in the mind. 
Anybody else feel, feel like the soundtrack was very Jaws esh and very uh, uh, Mars, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatchamacallum? Um, kind of like very, Holes, yeah. Yeah, it's very horror movie ish, which is, which is suitable for, for what we're dealing with, but it was. It was interesting to me that the soundtrack was preeminent, um, very classical style. Do you, through it. do you want to know something really interesting about the soundtrack? Sure. This movie has no score. Did they use all every classical? Piece of, every piece of music is licensed music, was purchased. There is no composer for this movie. I was looking wow. for it. It was driving me crazy. And then I looked at the soundtrack, and every piece of music... It's from something else. It's it's licensed music, but it felt like it fit. Yeah, you know, this is like a, a Dark Side of the Moon on Wizard of Oz type of deal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, it, imagine being the the music producer of this thing and <laughs> fitting these these things to these scenes. Interesting. Yeah. It, Interesting. It, it, it when I saw that because when I got to the credits, because I'm I'm scouring IMDb looking for the composer. Because mm-hmm. this music is really haunting, and because we we're only five minutes into the movie, my wife, because of the music and the creepy lady at the front whispering, you know, giving the shh sign, it's yeah. all mm-hmm. over the, the trailer. Flash. Yeah, my my wife looks at me and says, "Is this a horror film?" And I said, "No, but there's some scary moments, but it's not a horror film, but it feels like one." Yeah. It felt like the the opening to Kubrick Shining, right? The the, yeah. the ominous, yeah. uh, you know, classical. Uh, what do you call it in there? Um, but uh, no, it was. I, I love the music in this, and that's surprising that it was. It, it wasn't an original piece for it. All right, uh, my second one here is "He Can't Handle the Truth," which is kind of <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. And then my last one is "Can It Get Any Darker?" Sean, I'm going to get on to you <laughs> about making us watch these movies. <laughs> This is what the third week in a row with these dog die well, at the end movies. Th- three out of four. We did do um, Godzilla v Kong last week. So. Okay. All right. All right. So, but holy cow, this was heavy. Yeah. And but... <laughs> and as a father uh, to kids, holy crap. Um, I I I think once I found out because this is my first time seeing this movie. Um, and the only difference is that I knew the twist, right? Uh, I'd, I'd been spoiled a while ago, yeah. which was kind of interesting to me only because since I knew the twist, I could see some of the hints. I just didn't know the story of why he was in there, yeah. right? And you really don't get that to the very end. But holy crap. Um, holy crap. When he's when he's getting him out of the, the, the pond, I mean, spoiler alert, when he's getting him out of the pond and, uh, and sh- ends up shooting his wife. I mean that 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 bit hard in me um, mm-hmm. for for this movie, and uh, I do not blame him and his choices at the end, um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, uh, of uh, did this therapy work or not on him? So this is a dark, dark movie, and. Uh, I would almost want to watch it again now that I kind of know the basic story because, uh, you know, even when you see them coming on, ouch, coming from the boat onto land. Sorry, the dog bit my No, I, I know that's why I'm laughing. I know exactly what's happening. Right now. <laughs> um, you see all of the uh, officers kind of 
you know, grabbed their gun a little harder and kind of, you know, like this guy was dangerous. And it was interesting, interesting to see some of the reactions around him. Um, I thought maybe um, the uh, Hulk, what's his name? Um, The Banner. Yeah, you can um... Banner. I thought maybe he was going to be a figment of his imagination Mm -hmm. um, for a long time until he was handed a glass of brandy. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, either Scorsese messed up or he really is a person <laughs> in this thing. Um, but I enjoy, I really did enjoy it, even though it was dark um, and it was it, it 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 had some real tough tough um, uh, themes. Uh, I thought it was done so well. It's it's like any Scorsese movie, for goodness' sake, right? It's just the acting is amazing. You know, the the car ride. Put aside, <laughs> right? Um, everything else is just done so well, and the atmosphere he makes is is beautiful. Um, so I, it was it was a wonderful movie, if not hard to watch. I want to I'm going to drop this here, and then we're going to move on to Ricky's uh, five word. And that was yeah. If you noticed, you mentioned being handed the brandy. Uh, there's a moment when he's interrogating the prisoners or the, uh, mm-hmm. the patients they, they made sure to correct that several times the patients and the woman says can i get a glass of water and so yeah i caught this so banner leaves to go you know get the water and he comes back and hands her the cup and you see her pick it up but in the next shot when leo looks at her she's not drinking anything she's faking it and then puts her hand down did you notice that sam no no, I did not. My my wife didn't said, "Why did she fake that?" So weird. Yeah, I don't know if you if you caught it, it would it would this this moment would have mattered more. But we'll, we'll, we're we're going to come back to that because it has something to do yeah. more with the ending. But I just wanted to drop that if you can if you remember that moment because when she she okay. scribbles in his notepad, run. Yeah. Right, and then when when he comes back, and hands her the cup, she doesn't actually drink anything. There were also some cool scenes that were like filmed in reverse where the cigarette smoke was getting sucked back into his cigarette. There were really, yeah, there were a couple of these weird shots where it was just like something is a little bit off about this. This is just kind of giving me this unsettling feeling. And when his cigarette smoke was crawling back into his cigarette, that was really cool. It did feel like a lot of the cigarette smoke felt CGI because it, it just lingered there. There was a lot of like cloudy moments, which I think is supposed to, it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be cloudy and, and unclear of things. Ricky D what you got? Uh, for a five word review, I put in, Hey, there, storms are coming. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because at the beginning, I like Brooklyn, Boston accent. They're like, Oh, welcome aboard, Marshall. <laughs> nice, yeah. All right. Um just just the one. Uh I also threw in, yeah, of course he's effing crazy. That was <laughs> uh, when I was getting to the end of the movie. Yeah. I was like, yeah, of course Leonardo DiCaprio is effing crazy. Yeah, I mean he's he's truly uh, he's truly a sympathetic character in this. 
You know, yeah, I, I just, didn't remember exactly yeah. what the twist was when I was going through this, but I knew it had, you know, kind of a Sixth Sense type twist at the end. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, I don't think Mark Ruffalo is real. Wait, maybe he is real. No, I don't <laughs> think he. Yeah, no, no, he's alive. He he's real. Yeah. Okay, he's real. I mean, it's interesting. I'm so this is my second time seeing this. I watched this years ago. I don't know why, but I did. And the 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 thing at the end, the 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 reveal at the end, it 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 kind of blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh, man, that's just crazy. But for some reason, I blocked the why out of my brain. Like for whatever reason, the movie ends when he gets to the lighthouse. It just stops in my mm-hmm. my memory. Oh. I don't remember anything past it. So either probably because it's not, you don't want to remember what exactly happened. And I would have been, it would have been before children when I watched it. So maybe that was part of it or maybe, I mean, legit, maybe I stopped watching the movie. I don't know. I I don't remember. Yeah. Um, So when I was watching that moment, I mean, I was, I was weeping. And of course my wife looks over and goes, are you crying? I'm like, yes, I'm crying. She's like, okay, well (laughs) I, I am too. I just want to make sure that you're okay. I'm like, yeah, this is really sad. And then she made the comment as I was literally typing it in my notes. She literally says, boy, Leo sure does have a hard time with wives and, and, and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Inception and and this. And I That's said, very true. I said, even Titanic. And she's like, well, he died in that one. I'm like, well, that still counts. I guess it doesn't. But anyway, uh, so my five word was do you guys know what larping is yes. <laughs> yeah okay this this only works if you know what that means if you're listening and you don't know what larping is do a quick google of larping it's nothing dirty it's it's a thing um so mine is larping proves to be helpful oh yeah oh interesting yeah because uh, and we we can go there now, Sam, if you want, or we can do it later. But I ultimately think that this this does help him. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. I think yeah. the the therapy works. Um, what they didn't what they didn't foresee or what they didn't uh, expect is that it worked to a point that he he figures out a way to get out of the pain and suffering that he's in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he realizes why he's there and and the reasons why he's there, and then think and then figures out well if I get this lobotomy I won't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. That that's my take at the ending. Right? Is that what everybody else is thinking? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be better. Uh, <laughs> sorry, pardon my stuttering. Uh, I think it was a successful intervention. I think it was a really good idea. There's a whole bunch of talk at the beginning about how you can either go the psychopharmacological route or you can go the, you know, old, yeah, yeah, the old school transorbital lobotomy, or I actually try to engage with my patients. And that was really kind of interesting in the grand scheme of his recovery. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot like um, exposure therapy, right? So if you've got arachnophobia, you know, they make you lay down in a box full of spiders. Or, um, you know, if you're afraid of heights, they put Sean on the top of a building with no rope. Um, you know, it's 
it's a lot like that where you know they basically they used his background as a marshal and as a detective uh, to help him figure out his own story. And I thought that was pretty interesting that, uh, you know, number one, they were willing to do it. Um, but number two, that ultimately it, it kind of worked. The, the one thing I love about this movie and, and that's the, the idea that everyone there, except for the guy who he beat up in the cell, but like everyone there is playing the game to help this guy. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. kind of nice that when you find out that um, the Sir Bing Kingsley is legitimately there to help him, you know, because yeah. like, you kind of want him to be the bad guy. Like you kind of want the delusion yeah. to be real because it's more interesting. And yeah. then when you find out that the truth in fact is more compelling and more uh, heartbreaking and that Bing Kingsley is, is there even when, DiCaprio has him by the throat and he's trying to, you know, the, the, um, you know, Bruce Banner comes in and pulls him and then he's, he like shows him the pictures of his kids. You know, he's, he's legitimately trying to help him. Mm-hmm. And, and I 100% agree with you, Sam. And again, I, I, I missed it when I watched it the first time, but in this time when he, ju- he jumps back into character and, and, and uh, I keep calling him Banner. I can't remember his character's name. But uh, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, thank you. Yeah. Or Chuck was the fictitious name. I was true. His, yeah. I can't remember what his, 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 his he he was his psychiatrist or something or his personal he, psychiatrist. He turned out to be Doctor Somebody, but we're gonna just call him Chuck because I don't remember what it is. Is he gonna be Chuck or Banner? When he, he kind of has <laughs> he's, he has this kind of sad moment of man, it didn't work. And then when he and then DiCaprio says the thing at the end, the the final line of the movie, then then Ruffalo has that moment of, oh crap, he's Wait. he's he's back. He's there. He's good. He just doesn't want to be in this world anymore. Because yeah. this is the world where his kids are dead and his wife did it and he shot her. And that's what yeah. that's what and you look at that and go, yeah. Totally get his his. I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I, totally I get his pain. Get it, and I. If if there's a way that you can do a thing to me that I won't feel it and I won't feel pain anymore, I might do that too. Like I totally. He's such a sympathetic character in this movie. Yeah. He's so sympathetic, unlike Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> 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 where he sucks. Uh, Out loud. But he's supposed to. He's, he's supposed, supposed to be a yeah. Yeah, he really. Oh, here he really, really is. Um, but it does make Give you wonder. Out. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. You mentioned Wolf of Wall Street, and he was being a jerk, and I was just like, "Yeah, giving out fun coupons." <laughs> <laughs> but that probably wasn't worth interrupting with. No, you're fine. <laughs> I just, uh, I was just gonna say, what was I gonna say? I don't remember what I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Um. I did write one of my first notes was the one was that I know this it's supposed to, but the music is stressing me out. That was my first note. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of other um, camera edits or edits and cuts that really make you uncomfortable. You know, like mm-hmm. when I'm trying to remember, I feels like everything in this movie was like, there was not a whole lot of handheld camera. It felt like everything was on sticks. 
I don't remember a lot of shaky cam, but I remember there like, was that really cool scene right at the beginning where they're driving the car into the prison and they put like the camera on front of the car. Yeah. And it kind of like made you feel like you're going into this prison and you're getting yeah. trapped in here. Yeah. yeah. That was an excellent Scorsese style shot. Yeah. Some of the along other... with uh, with the um, the shining type music there um, was yeah. just. Creepy as, as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but unlike The Shining, this movie actually made me uncomfortable. Shining just made me bored. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't. I know you're from Colorado, and you're supposed to have a thing. But it's I, the Shining sucks. You've it's got not a good. You've movie. got to see the, the the documentary. I think it's on Netflix. The Room. Um, yeah, what, was it two thirty two? I can't remember which one it was. But you watch that opie. And you will appreciate the the movie that much more. I might appreciate I the movie, it. but it doesn't affect that the movie's not good. It doesn't work for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we, when you're know saying like, this is this is the sky captain in the world of tomorrow effect, right? We watched the movie and we all thought it was okay. It wasn't great. It was just fine. But then when we learned that this was a labor of love for the director and he did a, he financed a lot of it and he was using this new technology, we're like, oh, he can appreciate the art that he was trying to do, but it doesn't make it better. This is it's to say, like, I'll watch the doc at some point. I don't know when I'll have time. We might have to review it. I don't know. But it, it, the, there's nothing scary in that movie. Carruther, grumble, uh, grumble. It just, it's, <laughs> there's, what's scary in that movie? Nothing is scary in that movie. There's a jump scare with the axe in the chest. There's one jump scare, and that poor man drove all the way, all the way from, from Florida just to die. He served no point at all. The shining that the movie is about barely happens. I mean, literally, the kid just brought him there to die. And I know there's a really cool fan theory that I think we even talked about in our episode is that the kid is actually the villain. Is that the yeah. kid forced his dad to do these things and that because Scatman Carruthers knew his secret, that's why he had to bring him there to die. So I like that version better than what the movie showed me. Anyway, I know. Go back and listen to the episode. I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. Um, some of my other notes I'm going to run through here real quick. Um, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow makes everything better. He's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I mentioned that already. Let's see. Oh, well, I was talking about the cameras, though. Like, the whole cameras. You know, there was a lot of, uh, like, he says, that's block cell block A, and it's uh, just the fastest pan ever from point A to point B. You know, like, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's not like they did it, sped it up. I don't know. It's just weird how they did it, but it was very quick. Um. Anyway. Uh, I do like the conspiracy thing. Let's see what I don't know. Oh, I, here's my note. I didn't. I don't know if the war story is fake, but the actors who are being shot are some. So when when it sh- when it's being portrayed that the uh, that the soldiers right are being shot the the um, the German guards. Mm-hmm. I I I wasn't. I was as I was watching it. I'm trying to think that that scene actually happened in real life. That's a real historical moment. I didn't do any more research. Uh, uh, Daco, Daco. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Actually, Um, that's actually uh, I've actually been there. Really. On that one. Oh yeah. It's interesting. When I went with uh, the college back in 2001. That's cool. And and sad and all the other emotions. But it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
so so the the the, the guards so the, them getting executed did happen. Um, I don't know if it happened the way the movie portrayed it, as it, it started off as kind of an accident and then just escalated. I don't know. Uh, I didn't do any more research on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but in the shot, as the camera is is on that on that cool, um, it's on a dolly, right? It's sliding down as we're seeing all of them die. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching them. I wasn't watching the soldiers shooting. I wasn't watching the Americans. I was watching the Germans. There's a lot of really weird and like dumb things happening. Like you just see people just standing there, and then some people are like, I, I don't know. It, it it seemed like some of them were acting like they weren't getting shot, like they were dodging the bullets almost. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. it, it kind of yeah. looked like Matrix Vision was kind of happening or something. Or I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. There was, I mean, like some like one person ran towards the the Americans. Like I get that that notion. I don't know. Just some of them just seemed like one guy was like looking away. I don't know. Maybe that would be if you know you're going to get shot, might as well turn around. I don't know. It just seemed weird. It, I noticed it is all. Um, that's fine. Let's see the dude that had the cut on his face that was a uh, that was um, a hallucination. He's the he's Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you guys. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I always find a TMNT connection. I was looking for a Star Trek connection. I didn't find one, but um, you know, I spent. 20 minutes looking and I was giving up. Uh, I was also confused as how um, Sir Ben Kingsley can have a, a, a transcript, perfect transcript of a conversation that the two of them had at his cell and both of them are mentally unstable. Like, it just seemed weird that that guy was able to recount exactly their conversation. I don't know. It's part of his evil Nazi doctor powers. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's that's the, the the thing. Maybe the conspiracy is actually true. I don't know. Um, last couple notes I have here was simply. Uh, I don't remember the drowning scene with the kids. That was hard to watch. That was the last thing I did. I wrote so. You were ju- you're just like the character. You've completely. I just. I somehow dr- wiped that from your memory. I did. And, and, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I really did. It's weird. Ricky, do you have any other notes you want to hit on before we move on? If I had one complaint about this movie, other than that weird car scene, which I can almost forgive if we want to chalk it up to all the different things that are in this movie where you go, I don't know if this is happening or not. Yeah. But uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio was climbing up and down those like wet cliffs and he was just free climbing. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, come on. There's, he's got to be able to find a path or something. The free climbing on these wet sheer rocks is just ridiculous. There's no way he's going to climb down this cliff face and back up. Well, and the question, just... the, the question about the cliffs too, is did that even happen? I could, right. I, I guess yeah. it's hard to argue that as well. I, I, I kind of feels like it happened, but there's so much things that are happening that make you wonder. I mean, cause the person he's talking to isn't real. The fire that yeah. he's warming his hands on isn't real. Did he just climb down there to take a nap and he dropped right. it all, you know, and against or, or, or is this all, uh, in, uh, you know, the palace in his mind? Is this, you know, is he laying somewhere in a cell or laying in his bed thinking of all this or, or I mean, 
psychiatry is is a fascinating science, yeah. and and and, the, and mental illness is is one of the reasons why I got into uh, psychology, and it was my first degree. So um, it's it's an interesting thing. You could do some very fascinating things with your mind. Um, and some very bad things, right? Uh, yeah, like start a podcast. You know, yeah, yeah. Continuously threaten your friend. <laughs> Continuously. For 340-something th- oh, episodes. Plus, so. plus, plus over voicemail. Remember, I still have, I have uh, <laughs> uh, many, many files of audio evidence. I mean, if something ever, like, I mean, God forbid, something ever actually happened to me, police are literally going to call you and be like, look, I know you said a whole bunch of weird stuff, and you... He, Sean's got a lot of voicemails he saved to you since you're going to do stuff. We need to have a conversation. <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. Well, what, but especially when it comes to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, not tragedy, but when you, like you go through something really hard. And, and uh, you, you, you know, there's a reason why kids who have um, events in their childhood, traumatic events in their childhood, can, uh, can end up pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah. Anything else? Any other notes? I agree with what. Uh, not Sean. Who else is here? Sam. Sam yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Sam talking about rewatching the movie like fairly soon. After this is one of those movies where just like Sixth Sense, you get a piece of information at the end. And you want to go back and rewatch the movie and see how you can plug this information in and change the outcome yeah. of the movie, or not even the outcome, but just change your, your experience, experience with yeah. the film. And especially with the the real characters that are around him, um, it's fascinating to me and their interactions with him and how they deal with him. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mentioned earlier, like you have to have. All of the staff has to have total buy-in on what he's doing, but also just know that there's a danger there, you know. So when he's interrogating uh, the 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 I keep wanting to say prisoners, like he did the the patients, yeah, you'll notice that there are guards everywhere, or orderlies, yep. whatever. They're nearby all the time, and the only time that there's you know not one nearby is when banners with him of course when he sneaks off by himself those are the things i was going to mention when you mentioned the ricky the the, the clips of dover there like <laughs> it it th- this whole thing would would be for naught if he slipped and died you know <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right everybody whoops. pack it in we've, we've got you know, to get a whole that didn't work yeah you know i mean because there's when you go back, Sam, I, I'm gonna be interesting to 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 see if you ever do go back and watch this, uh, to because then you you start picking up on stuff like when, you know, when Chuck has to relinquish his weapon, he he's never held a gun ever, so he he can't even get the holster out of his pants, right? Like it's so uncomfortable and unnatural for him. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, like like little things like that, and when they're looking for the body. You know, all the guards are just smoking and throwing rocks and like they don't care because there's no one to look for. Right. Uh, 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 you know, like there's these little yeah. notes like that that they that they sprinkle throughout. And 
And and that's why when because we find out later. So I'm going to go back to the water cup. The reason why we don't see the cup with the water is because to him, the, the sign of water is the traumatic experience, right? Mm-hmm. He associates water with the death of his kids. That's why when he's particularly agitated, the storm gets worse, right? When he's as he's di- diving deeper into his psychoses, whatever, when he's trying to peel back the layers, that's why the storm is raging. And it's once he gets more information and learns some of the truth, the sky starts to lighten up. But but that's why she doesn't drink the water, because he doesn't want to acknowledge, he doesn't want to see the water. And and that's why he, like, when whenever he wakes up and there's water on his face from the, the rafters or whatever, like, it freaks him out, because it reminds him of that moment, though he just doesn't know why yet. So there's a lot oh. of really great stuff that they sprinkled throughout the movie to 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 get you to this point. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. On the trip over the whole, you know, there's just so much water. Um, yeah. Right? And my my question was, um, at what point did he wake up? Like, did they did they give him a tranquilizer and put him on the boat, right, and bring him back over? Is that how they started? Yeah, this? I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, how did this all start? Yeah, I'm with you. That's a good, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. No, that's a good question. That's a that's a real. But good I'm guessing you know how he got sick, and I believe his hands were shaking. It could have been an, an after effect of the medicine that uh, they gave him um, to put him on the boat. I'd have to watch the opening again. If he does, he wake up or does he just does it just show him all of a sudden? I, I don't. The, I really don't know. The opening scene is literally him puking in a toilet and then splashing water on his face, saying, "Get yourself yeah. together." So I mean. I mean, I think you're right. Maybe he's he's starting to come out of the the the, the he's wearing of the drugs that they gave him to numb him. I think are starting to wear off. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's when they, yep. they put him on that boat. And we we kind of makes you wonder, like, how long was that boat, that ferry, kind of just like tugging around before he woke up and they can start the play? Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> There was they did touch on the shaking hands thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evil Nazi doctor, Doctor Colley Ben Kingsley, uh, he said that it was a side effect from the withdrawal of Thorazine. Yeah. So they did mention that specifically. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they blew up his poor his car. <laughs> that part did kind of make me chuckle. So all right. Um, oh, there's nothing else. I'm gonna. I, the only trope I wrote down uh, for this one was the hopping man who was the guard that let him in. It just disappeared. So it, I just, it felt weird having John Carroll Lewis in this for a, a recognizable face for yeah, sure. Yeah, but he's only there for two scenes. Just let, just have the warden be the guy that does all that yeah. stuff. Let him have more things to say. He's his voice is so unique. And he's kind of creepy, especially when he says, if I try to bite your eye out, would you stop me? You know, that, that whole <laughs> men, of, men of violence. Or would you have time to, yeah, would you have time Yeah, and he to says, let's find out. You know, he's like, that's, that's the spirit. Like, he, he wants to see if he still has that, that soldier in him. Which, by the way, my wife asked this question. Do we think that the war stuff was real? Or was that a... Yeah. I thought it was too. I think, I think so it is. I think, and then I think that's again part of the, the trauma that yeah. he has. Yeah, I think it set him up for that trauma, having to go through all his war things that kind of exposed him to, I guess. Well, get into the situation with his wife. 
it, it's, it certainly helped yeah. because he, it led him to drink because he's trying to forget these moments, and it led him to drink, which led him to <laughs> miss the fact that his wife was slowly going into a depression that she could not get out of. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, you ready for a couple clips? I have a few. Nah. No. Okay. Well, too bad. Here we go. <laughs> uh, if you're going to make a dick reference, I'm going to capture it. What about those caves down there? Have you checked them? No way she could get there. The base of those cliffs are covered in the poison ivy, live oak, sumac, a thousand plants with thorns as big as my dick. You said yourself, Marshall, she's got no shoes. Yeah. You said it yourself, Marshall. I like his accent. It's great. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's Maine. You know, it's up in Maine. I get that. Um, uh, I liked this lady, and I, I, when she said her, uh, her bit about the axe, I looked over at my wife, and my wife goes, yeah, I'm with her. So here you go. <laughs> the difference is uh, most people don't kill their husbands with an axe. Huh. Although, personally, I think if, if a man beats you and half the women he sees and no one will help you axing him isn't the least understandable thing you could do (laughs) so my wife I looked over my wife and she's like yeah pretty much I said okay well it's a good thing we don't have an axe here and I don't do all those other things too (laughs) Uh, this line took me caught me off guard and I did some research because I know how Sam is so I did some yes. research on this. I didn't do the research on the World War II thing, but I did research on this. So I'm or, or shooting guns in space. Shooting guns in space, yeah, things like that. Which, Ricky, we learned yeah. you can shoot a gun in space. On the moon, yeah. On the moon. So you remember, so, really? Ricky, so specifically, yeah. remember um, the, the, not the, our Mrs. Reynolds episode, right? Yep, where Jane had to put Vera in a suit. He even said, he says, even Vera needs oxygen. Well, we... We watched Iron Sky for the podcast for episode 100, right? He has episode 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, the, the moon Nazis literally just have a regular Luger out in the vacuum of space on the moon, and they shoot the astronauts that are there. And I said, you can't do that. And I then, don't think you can do that. You can't do that because – No. But, but when, then we Googled it and found that you can because the, 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 the explosion is in the capsule of the bullet. So it doesn't need oxygen. It's within the, the capsule of the bullet. Reaction. There's enough yeah. chemical reaction okay. to still push the bullet out. So Science. Science, right? I was so blown away. <laughs> and then I was even doubly humiliated when they were mining for helium-3. I didn't know that was real, and it is real. <laughs> this is one of those moments where I really wish the Mythbusters were still around. Yeah. I know, right? I'm not sure how they could prove that one, but I don't know. Send, send Jamie to the moon send and him let him shoot. And shoot, a, shoot a, send send Buster up the there. ISS. Yeah, send Buster <laughs> up there. Let's give Elon Musk's uh, mannequin in his Corvette a, a gun to shoot or something. I don't know. Just, <laughs> these are answers that we need. Uh, so anyway, here's the line from the movie. I think the whole electrical system is fried. That's it's a good possibility. Yeah. All the electronic security defenses, gates, the doors. Come on. So that's where I cued in when he used the word electronics or the electronic security. 
Were we using the word electronic in 1954? Hmm. You know, now, I did... I did a search on the word, the etymology of the word. That's not the right word. Etymology is, that's not right. Right? Gosh dang it. I think it's right. Is that the word? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, etymology in my brain is the study of bugs for some reason. What am I thinking of? I that it's entomology. Entomology. Okay. Anyway, I'm trying to sound smarter than I actually am. So I did this kind of the, the history of the word, and the word is first seen as used in a in, in text in 1902. The word electronics, as we okay. as we think of you know microchips and circuit boards and stuff like that. So when he said electronic security, it made me think electronic. Is that an electronic? It just electronic makes me think of you know computer systems, things like that. But I don't know it. I, Whatever. It doesn't really matter. It was just a moment where I thought, is that a word they would say? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Just dumb. Speaking of being smarter than I look. I'm not following you. I'm sorry. Once you're declared insane, then anything you do is called part of that insanity. Reasonable protests or denial. Valid fears. Paranoia. Survival instincts are defense mechanisms. You're smarter than you look, Marshall. That's probably not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What her her and her point, which is of course is his the point he's making to himself, is he's trying to continue to prove to himself that he's not crazy. But that's I mean, that's kinda like what gaslighting is, right? I mean yeah. that's kinda what that is. So and we see it a lot. We see it in modern day society. It's kinda crazy. I'm not gonna get on a soapbox, but I'm just saying, it's a thing. Uh, if you say the name of your movie, I am going to capture it. <laughs> 50 years from now, people will look back and say, here, this place is where it all began. The Nazis used the Jews, Soviets used prisoners in their own gulags. And we, we tested patients on Shutter Island. Oh, she said it. She said it. Yep. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is, I, as I'm looking at my clips, I realize most of these clips are uh, a little bit longer than usual. Here's the only short one. You blew up my car. I really love that car. <laughs> <laughs> blew up my car, Marshall. It's just, I really love that car. It's just, it's such a, it's such a sweet moment because this guy blew up your car and you're trying to help him and he's not even <laughs> yeah. mad. He's just like, you know, it's just. I'm very disappointed in you, Marshall. Yeah. You do that Maine accent really well, that New England accent from being from Colorado. You do a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. Here we go. This is the clip of the day. Oh, this place makes me wonder. Yeah, what's that, boss? Which would be worse? To live as a monster or to die as a good man? Yeah, <laughs> which is a very similar sentiment that they they pondered in Batman or the Dark Knight, right? Do mm -hmm. you do you die a hero or live to become the villain? It's yep. kind of the same idea, I think. Uh, but for for some reason, this this way it seems more elegant and sad. You know, yeah, just poor guy. Just really feel bad Ugh. for him. I just want to hug him. You know, <laughs> just 
feels so it's bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it just stinks. Uh, all right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Oh. What? Sorry, I got I got distracted because I'm seeing myself on my my Skype. I don't know what's going on. This is weird. Uh, some trivia. Mark Ruffalo won the role of Chuck uh, after sending Martin Scorsese a fan letter saying <laughs> how much he wanted to work with him. That was okay. Good. Isn't that like uh, what's his name in Wolf of Wall Street that wanted to uh, uh, that took a big pay cut? He took the minimum union dues to be in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but he also said, I remember specifically the, in the trivia him saying that he uh, he wanted to audition. He didn't just want to get the part; he wanted to audition. Wow. Um, uh, Sam, I thought you'd like this one. The title sure. of the movie, the title is an anagram for truth and truths and lies. Very really? cool. Isn't that cool? Huh. Or you could do truths, truths slash denials. Hold on. Yeah. I love playing with words. I do too. That's fantastic. It is. The traumatic killing, oh, I already mentioned that. It's a real thing, but I said I didn't do any um, more research on it. So according to IMDb, it's real. I actually don't know, so I'm just going to assume that it's real, uh, having done no extra stuff. Here's uh, a couple other things. So here are some several clues in intentional continuity errors throughout the movie that foreshadow the ending. The ending. So we mentioned the guards. Yeah, uh, just hanging out. We mentioned I mentioned the water because you know he has an issue with water. The uh, a cardigan appeared briefly on Rachel, which is later worn by the other Rachel. So when he you know confronts the girl in his cell in her cell, and then later in the cave, they're both wearing the same clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, the lines from Edwards, a.k.a. Andrew's dreams being repeated, such as, why are you wet, baby? Uh, the techniques are also used, and these techniques are also used in his dreams, showing a similarity between what he perceives as a dream and what he perceives as real. So, there you go. A little bit of that. thought that was kind of cool. Time for this. Well, before you do that. Yeah. Um, uh, another anagram for Shutter Island is... Uh, Lather nudists. <laughs> and another one uh, would be tarnished slut. No, Ooh, I don't like that. Are one. you doing this in real time? He has. He's on a. <laughs> he's on amazing. a website. He has to be on a website. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've done this before on the podcast. It's a long time ago, but we did a, a whole anagram thing. I remember this. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Chad had something right back when Chad. What was yes. Chad? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah. We found one for Chad. It was amazing, and I can't remember what it was now. I yeah. mean, that was literally was a... six years ago, but oh my gosh, it wasn't yeah. an anagram of his name. Um, I can't. Uh, I'm oh, to... that's right. We were going to call him. Uh, we were going to call him by that. Yeah. Um, I wish I could. Uh... Remember. Those of you who've listened to us since the beginning, uh, and listener Andrew uh, Maxton uh, Allen, if you guys. 
remember what we're talking about. Please send us a message on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, I've got to remember. When we, we can't remember, you know, 300 episodes ago or whatever it was. Uh, it was six years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember that. It was an anagram. It was great. I can't remember. That's a, that's a bummer. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, what was I going to do? Oh, I was going to say this. Wait. So what was the first one, that first anagram you told me, you said? Uh, nudist. Um, lather nudist. Lather nudist. <laughs> Is that better than the original, in, uh, the, the one that you did for the name of the show? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I still could... like the one you did better. I think that's going to yeah. be the winner. All it's right. surprising. It was. It was great. It was really good. Very clever. Here we go. Excuse me while I whip this out. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> the clip that keeps on giving, you know, it's just... There's there's so many yeah. other ones. There's so many. Good, I, I just don't. I mean, there's no reason why I picked that other than I thought it was funny. You know, there's there's yeah. no reason why it should be that. But you know, it could be anything. Like uh, that's gross. It could be that one for all we know. But it's yeah. not. It's uh, it's not. You know, it's that. Anyway, uh, we decided to do movies that have. Um, I, I was. I wrote down set in hospitals or set in mental hospitals, but I'm going to have yeah. to cheat and just say that feature at some point in the movie, a mental hospital because I've not cave seen hands. a lot of movies. What? Wasn't it cave hands? Cave hands. Oh. Yes. Oh, cave hands. cave hands, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. We, Sorry. We, it took me a while. No, I, cave I hands. That's great because Chad Evans is the anagram for cave hands, or I guess the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Cave hands. That's amazing. Sorry, sorry. Don't <laughs> I'm no. I'm glad. I'm glad you found it. I'm glad uh, you did it. So now uh, the guys I yeah. called out don't have to participate, or they don't have to um, feel yeah. pressured to find it. They don't have to dig. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Maybe they just remember that kind of stuff. I don't know. It would help our numbers if they dug. Maybe. Maybe you should just. Just edit this out. <laughs> yes, you must go back and listen to all first 100 episodes with Chad. Back when Chad was still with us. All right, yeah. top three. Movie set with mental hospitals. Um, yeah. Ricky, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, I'm going to go 12 Monkeys. There was that movie The Jacket with uh, Adrian Brody, I think. Okay. Uh, he was basically one. a Never heard of it. Uh, former soldier, and he was put in a mental health clinic, and he was kind of going crazy, and they put him in a straight jacket. And finally, Terminator 2. Right? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be Terminator 2. You know what? I was going to put that, and then I did my Google search, and then I forgot it. But that's such a great one, especially when the doctor man licks her. Ugh, that just, ugh. That scene yeah. gives me the willies. It makes me Shutter Island. There we go. <laughs> I don't think that really fits, but uh, Sam. All right, I've got the uh, number three, the breakout role for Angelina Jolie in Girl Interrupted. Yeah. The only uh, thing my, I I hang on real quick. The only scene that I know from that movie is because she's talking to I think Whoopi Goldberg or something, and she. Right, because it's Joel Angel Jolie, and she takes a um um she's got a needle and she's got it to her neck and she says I'm gonna stab this in my aorta, and then she and then the nurse is like which again I thought it was Lippy but I don't remember but she says your aorta is in your heart and she goes oh good to know and then hands the needle over that's the only scene I know from that movie I don't know why <laughs> yeah I think she meant jugular 
right? Yeah, I guess that's probably what she meant. Mm -hmm. But that's um... yeah. My number two is the Joker movie, or you know, playing Joker. I still not. I've not seen it. I need to. God, you got to see it. Got to see it. I need to see that one too. Yeah, it's so good. It, 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 you know, it will remind you of a Scorsese movie. It really will. It's just so well done. Yeah. And my number one movie is is another freaking dog dies at the end type of movie, um, Awakenings. Okay. And um, that one, that that ruined <laughs> me. That movie, I it, I just cannot watch. I can't even think of it without uh, without tearing up. Wow. Yeah, I'm just yeah. right here in this very small moment. I'm just curious: are there other little pop culture references or, or media that just hit you in the feels? Just thinking about it, like thinking about the weight of what it is. Does it does it get emotional about anything like that? I do. Uh, it, it all depends on how it hits me in the moment. I guess you know. I good lord. Sometimes the was it the the six letter short story that's been attributed to Hemingway. The uh, baby shoes for sale, never used. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's sad. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> the <laughs> there's two kind of famous pop culture moments that if you literally, Sam, and I'm I'm not, I know you're going to do this at some point just to do it because I'm giving you the ammo to do it. But if you literally yeah. sent me the gif of it, would literally make me cry. One is if you've ever watched Futurama. It's, oh, I know where you're going. It's the dog. Yep. It's the dog in Futurama. Sam, I don't think you ever watched Futurama. Um, uh, but I, well, sparingly, I know what it is, obviously. But there's there's a thing with the dog, and it just wrecks me every time. And then the other one, same uh, family, and that's the Simpsons, and it's the Do It for Her episode. God, kiss oh, yeah. yeah. Freaking yeah. every time just gets me in the feels. I'm just getting emotional thinking about it. It's such an amazing <laughs> episode. Such a great thing. And whenever I see more, the dog's name was Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. Seymour. Yeah. 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 The, from Futurama. Mm -hmm. um, I posted on Twitter, uh, our Twitter family. I said, hey, this is what we're doing for top three. We've got some great responses from our good friends at Sudden But Inevitable. Uh, I know those guys. You do know those guys. I am those guys. You're one fourth of those guys. So, <laughs> uh, so Jesse posted one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Patch Adams, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, he mentioned about Steve Carell being in the facility. Let's see our good friend from last week, Cameron from Green Shirt uh, Podcast, uh, said uh, Quills, the Dream Team, and Return to Oz. And Ooh, then he said, Return to Oz is freaky as it is. He said, Yes, yes, Cuckoo's Nest is the best, but that's like giving Ken Griffey Jr. a trophy for winning the local Little League tourney. <laughs> 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 All right, Cameron. That's great. That's perfect. Uh, let's see. We got another, another one for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest Girl Interrupted and Nightmare on Elm Street and Dream Warriors. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Excuse me, Dream Warriors. Uh, and then my new friends who I'm going to be guest host, guest, uh, guesting on later this summer, the beard owl podcast. That's B E E R apostrophe D like beer, the owl podcast, uh, mentioned shutter Island. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, cool. 
Yeah, they talk about beer and Weird Al. Gosh dang it. I get stuff in my eye. Uh, I listened to hey. so much Weird Al when I was a kid. I'm going to have to check out Beard Al because Beard Al. God, I had probably seven of his albums. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm looking down at my CD case right too. now. I, I have everyone up to running with scissors. Yeah, I nice. have the greatest hits. I mean, I think I have video of, of Sean lip syncing at my wedding to. Uh, it wasn't your White wedding; it was uh, Chad's wedding. But I sang, I lip synced to White Nerdy. The DJ played White Nerdy. I knew all of the lyrics. I think I still know all the lyrics to Albuquerque. I could probably just start spouting that off right Albuquerque's now. Albuquerque's a good one. That's a good one. So there you go. Thank you for our internet friends. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, yes. Also, um, Maxton on Facebook uh, commented with "Split." Yeah, I haven't seen that one either yet. I have not either. I've only seen the first of the trilogy, and that is Unbreakable. Uh, yeah, Unbreakable. Yeah. Oh is... yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been meaning to catch. What was it like? Glass. Yeah, so Glass, Glass is the last one. Yeah, Glass yeah. is the. Oof. Yeah, that's the. The last one where. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Unbreakable. I need to check out those next yeah, two. Talk about a slow burn. Mm hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Twitter is distracting me, mainly Jesse, because he's talking. He's, he's literally tagging us saying, um, Ricky is recording with uh, Cheap Seats, and I hope you had finished or something. I don't know. I'm getting distracted. I'm going to get away from here because <laughs> Jesse's just going to bother me. Uh, so my three are. <laughs> Gosh, seriously, I'm, I'm in pain over here, guys. Um, Yay. I know. I did Halloween, the first one, because Michael okay. escapes from a place, right? Yeah. Um, my number two, it's not a great movie, but I just I haven't seen a lot of these really good ones, so I did Sucker Punch. Oh. I know. It's kind of a cheat oh, since we did it. I put little. Halloween above that one, for sure. Well, okay, yeah. I'm kind of doing this not right in order. You're right. Okay. Sucker Punch would be three yeah and then number two would be halloween and then my number one again the, it starts off at a institution but the rest of the movie is not and that is serenity ah mm. you put it in there i almost put it in there only um only because i i figured you would have it so yeah and i i love that scene oh. such a cool scene all right time for the uh, I gotta find my clip piece. Oh my gosh, uh, where is it? Time for no here. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Uh, this is where we do our out of ten. All right, we're gonna score this movie from zero to ten, and I will start with uh, Sam. All right, I'm gonna put it up there. It's it's such a well done movie with very few flaws. Um, uh, just the rewatchability. Well, even rewatchability is good. I, I'll give it a good seven point nine out of ten. All right, that's cool. Seven point nine, Ricky. What you got? I also went with seven point nine. Oh. I was thinking about it. I didn't want to. I didn't think it quite hit that eight point oh range. That's yeah. where you kind of get into a great. And just below that, I think the seven point is kind of a scale of good. And I think it's right at the very peak of good, just shy of absolute greatness. 7.9, I think, is a really good score for this one. You think it could have been just a, if, if he tightened up the movie just a little bit, maybe? I, I don't know. I I was thinking, how would you improve 
on this movie. And, you know, obviously there's some spots like the car scene um, that could be improved fairly easily. But I don't know what else he could do. What if uh, there were, like, topless women wandering around in the background? <laughs> well, here's the weird I mean, thing. So when you when you pull this up on Netflix, it says strong language, violence, and nudity. And I thought, I don't remember there nudity. being nudity. And if there's nudity, it's not going to be good nudity. And, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, like, the first woman you see on camera is the crazy lady with the hair, you know, with the yeah, shushing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... <coughs> I was wondering, what is this nudity? Well, the nudity was naked men in that place. I felt so bad. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio gets free reign of the island, and these dudes are naked in a cage. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I'm going to give this an 8. I like this movie, and it also helps the math. So, I'm just going to give it an 8. <laughs> uh, that works. Yeah, it gives it a nice 7.93 repeating. So I think that's that's good. I mean that that yeah. the last four movies. Oh, I'm sorry, the last five movies. I forgot we did Willow last week. Sorry, Cameron. Um, yeah. But yeah, in our last five movies: Atonement, Road to Perdition, Godzilla v Kong, Willow, and now Shutter Island. Those are pretty darn good lists. Yeah, four out of five were really good. Just, yeah, just saying. You guys can figure out which one we didn't love. <laughs> Uh, and that's okay. Um, yeah, 2021 has been good, I think, for our movies. Our, our, I don't know if, if, if... I think our average score for the year so far would be in the sevens. Yeah. You know, we started and off... So, well, it also helps that we've had a bunch of great guest hosts... It really does ...that help. have brought in good movies for us to talk about. It so really does I, I appreciate it, Ricky D, uh, of bringing in Shudder and uh, finally getting me to sit down to watch it. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. I thought it was a good choice. You guys kind of threw it to me, and I started flipping through my Netflix queue, and I was like, oh, Shutter Island would be perfect. Yep. And how about, we? I think we, we threw this at you last night, too, didn't we? Uh, oh, crap. It was ago. Monday night. Yeah, yeah. 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 we can't do this. <laughs> so bummed out. So thank out. you for being uh, uh, flexible on that as well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the last little, little uh, piece of business that we do that we do every week, and I'll be, by every week, I mean when I remember to do it, is um, <laughs> the the quote game. So I'm going to play this clip. No, not that clip. This clip. Stop eating my sesame cake. I just wanted to play that. It's been a long time since I played that. The quote game. Yes. I have a big, giant poster of movie quotes, and this is the quote. Uh, Ricky, you don't have to participate. It's more of just for people that listening to do it. But if you know it, then great. Um, look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh. oh. Now, every time I hear Jurassic that, Park. I, <laughs> I, it reminds me, did you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you were too oh. old for that, Sam. Um, and I'm not making an actual old joke. I'm saying you were probably a couple of years. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. yeah. You were already watching Wolf Blitzer on CNN when this was on. <laughs> so there's the old joke. Um, yeah. there's a part where in the, in the, one of the shows that his car is, is broken, right? The car is Rocco's car is messed up and in order to fix it, he needs to get a gas cap. That's all that's wrong with it is that he needs a new gas cap. And the whole episode is like this ridiculous thing because it has to be ridiculous. And finally, at the end of the episode, he gets the gas cap and reunites it with his car and his car works. And like there's 
a chorus singing and there's birds flying and there's uh, people in, our, in a crowd. I don't remember why, but there's people crowded around and there's a kid on the shoulders of his dad. And he says, um, teacher says, whenever a car is reunited with his gas cap, an angel gets his wings. And the dad says, your teacher's full of spit. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's that show. I mean, it's just that show. But every time I think of that line, I think of the other line and it makes me laugh because it's just dumb. That show was uh, weird. That show was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. I I grew up in like the 90s with Nickelodeon. Yeah. There's this really cool documentary. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, it's called The Orange Years, but it goes through like Rocco's Modern Life and Rugrats and just a whole bunch of those early things, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, and just uh, those shows that were really big in the 90s. If you're a 90s kid, if you were on, if you like Nickelodeon, that's a really good documentary. It's 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. I highly recommend it. Cool. Very nice. All right. Well, um, Ricky D with a uh, host of Best Flicks with Ricky D, tell the people who listen to this show how they can find you. And your uh, stuff. You can, if you want to find our website, it's twistmyarmpodcast.com. That has the sudden but inevitable rewatch. That has some of our guys do streamings. We do um, a show where we interview local uh, business owners, that kind of thing. And then my personal show is Best Flicks with Ricky D. I'm Ricky D. And uh, it's basically, I go through all of the new shows coming to Netflix, everything coming to HBO, everything coming to Hulu, and I break it down and I go, here's, you know, 107 movies coming to Hulu this month. Here's a, some few brief thoughts on things. Here's some movies that you have to see. And I just kind of, that's how I kind of approach the movie podcast genre is I try and let you know what's coming up, what's available. Yeah, that way you can say, huh, maybe I don't want to watch this, or hey, Ricky says I should check this out, so I'll just go ahead and skip the skip the line and jump right on this one. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a neat neat, neat show, neat idea. Um, thank you for that. Uh, so normally this is where I say a whole bunch of different places that you can find our podcast, but you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm now just going to simply say, if you want to find our show, the best place to do it is Linktree slash Cheap Seat Reviews. This is this new thing that apparently, it's not new. People have been using this for a while, but it's new to us. So Linktree, uh, technically it's linktr.ee slash Cheap Seat Reviews. But that has every single possible um, link for the show that you could ever need to find our Facebook, our Twitter, our website, all of the things is right there at that. So just go there and find it, all of our stuff. And it just makes my life a lot easier than having to say all of the other things that I have to say. So there you go. Um, but I will also just simply say cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com is our website. That's the easiest way to get a hold of all of our old episodes. And yeah, that's it. Gosh, uh, anything else before we need to say before I I I uh, I, I close this out here? Uh, I would. I mentioned the website, but I didn't say. Of course, you can find Sudden but Inevitable or Best Flicks with Ricky D on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all sure. of those good things. So I did want to make that clear. It's nice and easy to find on whatever podcast player you're using. Yeah. 
Again, if you're if you're a fan of this show, I was on Sudden But Inevitable um, for the Ariel episode. Had a blast, um, which is how I got connected with Ricky here to get him on our show. So all the love. Uh, those guys are great. And we're going to have um, another third of that show will be on our show for in the third week of May. Uh, Josh will be joining us for uh, Star special, Wars. Some Star Wars Ooh. love coming up. Anyway, but that's not next week. Next week is a movie called Ava. And I'm 100% sure that it's actually streaming because I checked right before we hit record. So Ava, it's the Jessica Chastain. I know nothing about it other than on the poster, she's holding a gun. So I assume it's some kind of action shooty kind of thing. And I think after the month we've had, Sam, I think you're okay with a little bit of just mindless shooty up absolutely kind of let's things do let's i don't want the dog to die at the end let's just let somebody shoot some bad guys and let's let's go home yeah um yeah. i think that'll be just great well, that's hopefully it no dead kids oh gosh well i mean and i you know how much i love extraction but that even has a dead kid in it so oh yeah uh it's like a spoiler or not um that's it. That's our show. Oh, one last weird little thing, Sam. Um, our yeah. podcast was nominated for a podcast award. What? So there's a there's a couple of other podcasts out there that just do kind of their own little award things. Um, oh, okay. So Sudden But Inevitable was nominated by me and several others a few weeks ago for, uh, it's like a weekly podcast um, um down it goes down in the PM is the name of the podcast and they do mm-hmm. a weekly yeah. um, uh, thing. So I nominated Sudden Butt and I went and voted. Um, I'm only going to say I, I may have voted more than once. Oh <laughs> yeah, I uh, I might have found a way to do that too. Yeah, all you need is an email address and I own four. So, <laughs> but I really wanted that show to win because they're such good guys and I, and um, we did win and they did win. So yay, good job guys. So I, another show who um, uh, is called Measuring the Score, and we're going to have the host of that show on our show coming up soon. Uh, and that's a podcast that does nothing but film scores. That's all they focus on is film scores. Oh. And the guy is a film composer. That's his job. He's a composer. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be cool. Anyway, he nominated us for Quite the Thing Media has their own podcast awards. And he yeah. nominated us for uh, in the TV and film segment. So, oh, it, so it wasn't for like the, the longest and bo- most boring podcast. No, award. it's not for that. But it there's, is. There's not a Razzie here or anything. No, but here's the funny thing: is that as soon as he told me he was going to nominate our show, I turned around and nominated Sudden but Inevitable for that one also. So we're literally <laughs> like all competing against each other, which I think is hilarious. So anyway. <laughs> All the love. It's nothing but love. All the support. Yeah. Twitter has been great recently. Ricky, it has been a blast having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And um, Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And we will definitely be doing this again because, well, I like having, I like bringing guests back on. And Yes. Um, I've, I'm already um, sending Jesse messages when he wants to come back on in the summer. And uh, so it's going to be good. In the meantime, not in the meantime, just go home. Stop listening to us. We're done. I'm going to hit the music, and that's it. 
so on behalf of uh, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week for Ava. Reviews.